Valued Voices is a project of Towards Understanding and Healing. Valued Voices is a project supported by the European Union's Peace 4 programme, managed by the special EU programmes body, SEUPB. We agreed with Peace 4 to develop a podcast project. The second of our Valued Voices series of podcasts features the late Maisie Crawford. This interview was recorded in August 2019. It's possibly the last interview that Maisie gave. I come back in 1995, 24 years ago, and I come back after the death of my husband, Walter. He, he, was, he was a nurse. He's he he training down here in Grantia. Mm. And he was, he was actually a student nurse whenever the trouble started. But what had happened was in the fountain, which was predominantly Protestant, and across the street on Bishop Street was predominantly Catholic. The people here and the, the Protestant there shouts and roars down to the people at the top of Long mm. Tower. Long Tower, yeah. And there they were, bantering. Where's Ken? His granny gave him a penny for a bun. Ken couldn't be found. Ken would have been about four, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, he'd be down in the bakery. Well, through this crowd was the longest walk. I can still feel myself walking. Heart was in my mouth and my chest was beating out of me yeah. to get this wee fella. But whenever I got to the bakery, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't there, thank God. Now, what do I do now? How do I get out of here now? So there was a bus coming up the street that you could see it. So I knew when the bus was just going to hit the, hit the top of the long tower. So I got out of the shop and, and run part of the way up of the fountain again. I was afraid of what up. was happening and I didn't want to be in it. Caught in the crossfire of people cross, throwing I, I, bricks yes, at each other yeah. and throwing insults. No, there, there weren't. There was only insults and bad language, you know. Prats and bastards and this and that and a fiend and dick and all. Oh, oh God, it's horrible. So I decided, I had five children then, mm. I decided, Walter, come home, has it, right? I'm not staying here any longer, I'm going back to England. And he, he, he had been taking his finals on the June, so this, this was in February. This happened, 69. And what had happened then was on uh, the 5th of October, 1968, my husband always come home on a Saturday for let me go to do my shopping. For a couple of hours at the pub, he, he, was, he was a darter. I would have called down to my mother on that Saturday. And coming up Tilly's Bray, and along Decker Terrace, John McFeathers, which is an, would have been a next-door neighbour of yeah. mine's, and I said, what's going on today, John? Oh, he says, it's them civil rights. I hadn't a clue what civil rights was. Mm. Hadn't a clue. My mum will go over and we'll see what it's all about. So yeah. we went over the bridge down to Duke Street. Just there at the top of what Cahorn's Row, there was these Land Rovers, and they were sat. And we knew the people that could live in the house there, but you could see the, the, the crowd coming up. What is this all about? Like, I hadn't a clue. Mm. But the police, they were standing. They weren't making the noise that I would be wanting to be hearing. As the crowd got nearer, it started getting a bit grounded, and then, then the weather can come. Oh, I just come on that quick. So me and my mother, we run up over the bridge again. And there was a car on the bridge. They, they were coming with a water cannon. They, they were spraying the water. And there was a car, and I got out beside the car. My mother got all the water. She she just got sprayed. All you have is a, a shopping bag for you to go for your week's shopping. Like. Well, she turned upside down, the water just fell out of it. But I'll tell you, that was a fearsome day. 
And I made up my mind, this is well, it's not from my wings. I'm not bringing them up and like that. Whenever Walter came home, I said, I'm going back to England. I said, I'm thinking the wings. Because we, I still had family back in England, like you know. He was doing his exams in June. We left then, it was the 2nd of February, February 69. Me and, me and the Wains went on to Nelson and mm -hmm. Lancashire, and Walter stayed and done his training, passed his exams, and passed out as a, a RMN, registered mental nurse. He got, he got an interview at Burnley General Hospital, and he started his training there. Well, well he was a trained nurse, but then he'd done his training as well, and probably. A, a state registered nurse, so he was double, doubly qualified. So that was a big thing, like in the end days, you know. I sent him a letter with letters behind his name. He hadn't been in Nelson before Battle of Oxide. But that, but that was big times then. Like, I was glued like, to the body car, the TV, wondering what was going on, how it was going on, like, and worried for the people here in the city. And it didn't matter who they were, you, you know. Like, they were human beings, like, and, and like, why have they, they have this nastiness? I can't understand it even. One one of the, one of the things that really upset me was when I come back here, they were singing, we shot one, we shot two, we shot 13. Well, I went mad. I went mad. I says, is that, is that, is that all's in your head? But I, I was very lucky I didn't get a kick in. This was terrible. Like, But that's how that's how it was. They called them the ghettos. I said, there's no such, there's no, no such place in Derry as a ghetto. They're all homelands, so there are no ghettos in Derry. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I live in a ghetto. It should be a community, but it does interpret it as, as ghetto, certainly. The Craigans a ghetto, Lincoln Court's a ghetto. They're not ghettos. Well, I don't invite them to be ghettos. They claim for themselves that, that, that the patch of ground that they're on. Well, I don't know where I, I, don't know where I stand on all this, yeah. because I can stand on either one of them. But trust is hard to uh, find. Within the first year of leaving here, uh, in, in 1969, the wee boy was killed on the 30th of April, 1970. Uh, and he was the youngest of five. My family were all up and married in a way, for whenever Walter died. And uh, I was living in Bath at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, now what are you going to do now, Maisie? I knew I didn't want to stay in Bath. If I, if I had been in Lancashire, or Northampton, I wouldn't have come home. I come home, and my daughter used to live in a house just facing over here. This was in August, September. A for sale notice went up outside this house here, and I said, go on over and ask him how much, he, how much he wants for that house, Gregory Peck. Go over and ask him how much, much he wants for that house. So I come over and had a look at it, and I, I was just grand. I said, that's grand. So I bought the house and put the heating and all on, and got rewired and new wonders and everything all ended. But that was the year of the ceasefire. I says, well, I'd like to live in the Foil Road, mm -hmm. which where I come from. Oh, you can't go there. You get a hole in your head over there. I said, well, why? Well, because you're a Protestant. Anyways, the thing was, for the first five years, I hated Derry because people's attitudes were terrible. If you, I, I, Listen to both people, you know, both sides. Like, they'd come through so much with the troubles that it was so horrible. Anyway, I'd, I hated Derry for the first five years. But within a year, I met Eamon. We had a wee community house down here. And I had no idea what community meant. We played in the street. We'd done everything in the street. And that was 
community oriented, like you know, you knew how to do things. Anyway, I was down here with Carol Simpson and Nolene Brogan. Eamon Baker's got a class going over in the junction, and uh, I said, I would go, go there, all right. So I, I was been with Eamon ever since, you know, on different journeys. We went down to Ross Carberry with the, the governor of the Apprentice Boys. That was mm-hmm. that was the year that the, the Pope visited Ireland. The van broke down, and the apprentice boy he's down his knees fixing the, the, the wheel. Is what what has the what has the governor of the apprentice boys and the Pope got in common? They were down in the knees in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> we done some good cross community work, so we didn't and went cross border. Then I just loved the job, like you know, we were doing something else. You know, when you were meeting people. Anybody wanted to get out of the mess, got out of it. I could always, I could always understand when when people like wanted to say something nasty, if, if that's what it was to be. But you hear them supposed to do that, you know. Mm. I'm not here to judge what you're telling me. I'm here listening to what you're talking about, and you can either reply or not reply. But the thing was, if there was anything that you could, you know, that, that was, you know, so horrible, try and help, do something about it. I love. Butchers. I I go into a butcher shop and I look through it all butchers. day. Where was somebody going to pre-mark and look at beautiful dresses? I'm going to a butcher shop. <laughs> now you see do this down down the down down the bogside. This boy come out. He come out singing one day. What he was singing was in the candy store. I joined in with him. Around <laughs> the candy store, and then I come round when we were dancing. The customers they were just looking. What's going on here? But that been going on for about two years. Uh, when I'm ever out of them, where, where, where is it, eh? Mark McCafferty. But my granddaughter was here from America. Well, she videoed it and went all over the world. I, I've had breast cancer since I come back here. I, I was up sitting in Alton Galvin waiting for my turn. You know, if you want to see the, the consultant, there's this girl and she's up in the corner sitting there. There's only two of us. Macy, do you not know who this is? It was Marie White. So Marie was telling me about the Pink Ladies, the Breast Cancer Awareness Group. She says, come on over and, and join us. I said, oh, I don't know about that. But I was the first prod, anyway, pretty dear. And I wasn't taking very lightly in here. That it was only me. Beth then would have come with me, Beth. And then Hazel come with me. So I got a group in our own community then. We, we do all right. But you see, in here, what the thing was, was everything was happening. You know, if there was any pictures or anything, they were all a free dairy corner. Well, you can, I could understand like, where they were coming from. They, they wanted no part of that. You know, this was, this was a, a Protestant community. You know, and if they're like, seen there, with, you know, photographs and free dairy corner, well, their name would be Mud. Wouldn't have all of me. So we decided not to go to free dairy corner. You know, for photographs and stuff. I suppose maybe it's my fault here that I haven't went and said this to them. And, and it's not like me not to have the, gut, the guts to, like, for to go and do this, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Look, mm-hmm. they're not coming over here because you're there in Free Dairy Corner and that's why nobody comes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I haven't, I, I haven't been able to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not like me like, not to be able to say it. But there will come a time that I will say it. There's about 12 in my group. A few of them all come, like, you know, and, and, and take part in some of the stuff, like, that they're doing. We should be really more involved doing more than what we're doing. But, you see, they got some fun in there not so long ago. 
And now they've come to us and says, well, now, you know, we have a, I have a coffee morning every second uh, Monday of every month. We've got a girl comes in now that does pampering. So she comes in uh, every week and she'll do now, you know, uh, massages and stuff like that there. We've got a, a person comes in for say about welfare rights now. Mm. But what had happened was when you breast cancer then, there was a place called Beaver, Beaver Hospital up in Belfast, which at the very name just terrorised you before you even went there. It was, it was a hospital very few people could ever sort of better from, cancer hospital. By the time I'd went, like, things were better. You know, things, they knew more about cancer and stuff like that then. I got through it, you know, okay. We come down then to Derry. But there was people going up to Belfast to get treatment, which were actually very, very sick. Sitting with a bucket of their, their business, their head going up the road for their treatment, you know, radium and stuff like that there, because they couldn't do it up here in Anthony Galvin. So we decided the Pink Ladies, Maureen Collins, Karen Mullen, myself. Karen Mullen was Sinn Féin. Karen Peck. We decided we'd go to Stormont. Love the MLAs. We went. We had, it was Pooch, was the, the, the health minister at that time. So we went and we seen them, and uh, oh no, 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 no. But what occurred, we sat on, we sat on those sixes. We, we went and we pressured and pressured and pressured. But we did get what we wanted. We got the new centre up here, the new cancer centre. We did get it and wow. end up. So, like, that's one of the things I'm, uh, uh, I'm very fond of saying. Well, I went up the road to do my wee bit about that. You see, Derry had become a different place from when I left from it, like, and grew up on through, through the troubles and that. You had all these different houses that's all springing up like you know. But anyway, I, I come back and I said, right, I, I, I'm going over to here. Oh, you go over there, you get a bloody hole in your head. You can't do that. I said, well, why not? Just because you can't do it. I said, you listen to me. I, I can still see myself doing it too. And the person I was saying it to was no shove over. You, you listen to me. This is my city. I said, I can go wherever I like in this city. I said, and I will. And I did. This island, every blade of grass on it belongs to me. This is my island. This is where I am now. I can go wherever I want to go. And I did go. Everywhere. I've, I've had my views. I've spoke up uh, for myself, like, for say, well, 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 I don't agree with you or do you agree with you? You know, but the trust comes from people that you're talking to. If they're listening to you, well, mm-hmm. they will listen. But there's some people that's not going to listen to you, so mm. you, you, just, you, you just have to work a wee bit harder on them. Well, that's my theory of it. And someday they will listen, and thank God they did. Someone said to me, there comes a loyalist. Oh no, I says, I'm not a loyalist, I says, I'm a royalist. I, I guess we know we end a pleasure of remembering them things sometimes, you know. Mm. Oh no, I wasn't very well liked. Who does she think she is? Mm. You know. I had to just go through them barriers, but now like they're all right. I'll still be dubious. There are a few people yet that are still... But it gives me no end of pleasure getting one back on them. Some people were very, very bigoted and sectarian. But if somebody has been genuinely bigoted, you know, and been hurtful, well, that's not on. Well, how, how can it be? You had to sort of watch what you were going to say. You had to, you know, once it comes out like that's you know, you're, you're, you're responsible for what you say. A few of the people on here, I'll fucking do as I like. So would you not like to fucking come with me? Mm-hmm. So instead of standing there rattling up all them youngsters? I said, that's not on. Civil rights today. I didn't know what civil rights were either. 
But said, I wouldn't get off your arse and do something about it now. There was lots of things they could need doing. Mm-hmm. People needed seeing they. The old people in that there, they, they, they weren't out, out in the, in the community. I was, we, we went and we brought them out then. And like what's going on at the present time is bloody hilarious. God bless us and save us all. They must, must have thought we were all born stupid. Mm-hmm. With like a, a storm out there, uh, no ministers out there, and, and Monica getting paid for not doing, you know. They're all sitting there in their hands. It's just so plain as a nose in your bloody face. Things are going to be passed in Westminster because they're not going to have the balls for to do it. Our crowd will come back here and they storm out again and start their old shenanigans all over again. And say, well, it wasn't us done it. That was done in uh, Westminster. That's my reading of it. I'm British by birth. I'm Irish national. I'm as much as Irish as I'm British. This is my island and every blade of grass on it. I be a royalist, you see. Even even, even the Protestant community is not all dying about the, the royal family. Either. You know, I must be the only one on Derry. I've had parties out here for the Queen Mother's 90th birthday and I just I just sort of arrived on the scene here. Right, we'll have a party. All oh, right, all right, okay, what do you do? My wee sister Anne and Ellen Hepburn across the seat here, uh, a couple of others. So we got my flags and all, we got everything all fixed up and got uh, sandwiches and crisps and stuff like that then had a party out here in the square. Mm-hmm. But at that time, they were putting on new doors and on new windows under the houses. And there was over across the street here, there was a big blue lorry that, that held all the stuff in it, windows and everything. But then some bright spark come on them where we money and put it on under the, the, what do you call it, put it on under the truck and put it in fire. That's Jesus, and we're having a party in two days' time. Well, it wasn't too bad, but it was noticeable, but it wasn't, like, burnt out. So I couldn't get the police to do anything about it, for to get it, you know, either taken away or do something with it. It was bad enough for that, like, for to get it taken away somewhere on the road. They couldn't do anything about it because the company, the people that was doing the job, they couldn't take it away because they had no insurance for to take it away after it had been damaged. And there was all this palaver. So... Mm. <laughs> I got, a, I got a big sheet of galvanised tin from somebody. I don't know who gave it to me. But I went out then and went right on it. The party will go on. And it did go on. Mm-hmm. Then we had one then. Up there, 100th birthday, we had a party on the square. The year 2000, we had parties then. The flags are still out there. The Harry and Megan, mm-hmm. they're, they're still up in the veranda there. <laughs> Any excuse for a royal party out in the square? <laughs> Anybody comes on. They, they don't, they don't, all they all has. Up in Maisie Square. Anybody <laughs> wants to know in Maisie Square. This big boy is running around the grass out here. And I'm sad out the doors. Go around the, the concrete. What do you do when you go to your bed at night? It's sleep. I says, well, that grass there sleeping sign is ready for waking up in March. I says, go around the concrete. So he went away at that and come back with nine more. We are all riding around the grass then. So I just went out and I closed the door. So I just went down and I brought Jack up. I never bothered him since. And like throughout the years, like if I had been sick or anything, I got there, the same wee fella would have come and says, do you need anything from the shop? Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's, it's over six foot now, like, and you know, them youngsters, like, I get on with them, they get on with me. That come from me living on the street where I was reared. That was all built in. Mm-hmm. I, I, would have, I, would, I would have thought of myself a very stupid person because I could do any reading or writing when I left school. Anything I would be saying would be from what I learned on my street. And from the people on my street and the people that, you know, like my mother was divorced and that was, that was a terrible thing. And we were babies. And there was people then, was a, my mother's name was Iris. And some people weren't well nice. There was a, 
Them theirs is two twins, but Amy knows a good friend of mine's Terry Doherty. Anything, anything I have in my soul, my mind, my heart, come from Alexander Place. And, 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 and thank God I've been able to elaborate on it. And I'm still elaborating on it. Trust comes from, my opinion, we started to learn to trust. I'd come from my street. And I would say Paddy Doherty and Muddycourt was, was a, a, a great influence in my life. But then, like, as you went on, then, like, I had to learn to adapt to a way that I wasn't used to. Something I didn't know because I had left when the trouble started, you know, and, and I wasn't having no part of it because what the hell would I bring my youngsters or myself or, or, or my husband up for it? And I look at that, so I never wanted to let them get on with it, which maybe wasn't the answer either. But yeah. to, me, to, to me, it was the answer and still is because people like that should be shoved out, you know. Like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but. Unless people unite, there was the greatest, you know, thing where I thought something would have happened, which I would have been 100% involved with, we would have come out of that. That was a shining moment. It didn't look like it was going to happen. But the people in the Craigan too, I know a lot of people in the Craigan, like, they don't want that any more than anybody else wants it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they're, they're, they're saddled with it. And what can they do? I speak my mind, but I'll watch what way I speak my mind. Because I'm not going to get myself in trouble either. Well, yeah, th- there's a, there's a, there's a few people on this on this on this estate itself do send their their children like to the on the Oak Grove. So quite obviously, like they're they're not hell bent for trying. So, so some people are trying very hard for the you, you know bring things back to some sort of normality, whatever normality is. And the photo there, look. That's me, my twin. It's at uh, the shirt factory there in the Foyle Road beside Alexander Place. I. He was a big peace act, uh, activist. Oh. Joy Kelly done more good in this town than anybody I know. Joy Kelly brought the people out. She mm-hmm. did Quakers. Joy, Joy would have helped to get people away. She, she, she would have gotten to safe houses and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, out of, out of way of getting. And like her and Philip Clody would have, they would have done the rounds of this estate. Mm-hmm. And what I heard, the police. I think if they're too heavy handed for the you know, the young fellas not there about this that they, they would have but then they they would have got heavy handed with Claudia and Joy, you mm-hmm. know, as well. Joy Joy done an awful lot of work in this. Joy um was a founder member of what was called the Peace and Reconciliation That's right. Group. Betty Williams and Marie Kerrigan, they were the two leading peace leaders in Belfast. Mm-hmm. And they come down to Derry and they asked Joy. Because Joy 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 was a a, a loyalist and yeah, so would she join the peace movement with me and Margaret O'Donnell. But she brought a lot of good work to the city like through through peace. Whenever I come back, I sent to Belfast for recognition. But I showed it to Jim. Jim says, you be sure? Because she shouldn't she not let you do that. She wouldn't let me do it. Recommend her for a presentation from the Queen. She wouldn't let me do it, which she should have had. She has done more work than I ever even think about doing. She was in the thick of the hard stuff. When we were down in Ross Carberry, Maisie's mentioned this. Tell about the meeting you had in the bathroom. You know, this is, this is I suppose it's an indicator of how Maisie is in the world, mm-hmm. but it's also an indicator of how small the world is as well. That's right. That's right. I was in the toilet, and, and there's this woman who's talking English. Oh, I said, what part of England do you come from? She says, uh, Harefield. Oh, 
oh, has his hair failed? I said, I was over there, said my husband had a heart transplant. I said, it's a nice wee place, it's not very big, his hair failed, but they were very, very good to me. The vegetable man said, I love them bits. He used to give me an extra spot or two, or a couple of carrots more, or a wee bit of this and a wee bit of that, and make up a wee bag. She says, that was my son. Because him, says, like, the world is smaller. Like, that night, I says, what could I do for you? She says, could you sing me a song? I said, I sung Danny Boy, dear. Such a coincidence, because, I mean, you can't even go any further than Ross Carberry for always you're on the water.